Make God's word the standard for your life. The glory of God in the face of Christ is an open field for every willing heart to participate in the divine life produced by the death and resurrection power of Jesus. 1 John 2.6 says, He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. The world around you may say that's impossible, but by understanding the divine life and yielding to the Holy Spirit daily, he'll help us to live as Christ did. Adonai desires to make the humankind more like Christ. It's not an event, it's a daily walk. Are you willing? Let's listen to today's message. Good evening, everyone who's listening. This is another episode of The Glory Field with Marcia and my husband, Thomas. Well, I should have said your name first. (laughs) I'm the guest here, but (laughs) in any case, I'll be um, sort of moderating, if you will. So it's actually great for me to be starting out with this topic, which is actually really relevant to the end of the year. Today is December 31st. And tomorrow marks the start of a new year. So it's a time when everyone's kind of already in the mindset of reflection anyway and kind of goal setting. But there's this term and some people might even think it's kind of a very Christian term, (laughs) but it's a very it's a very important term. This term is vision, vision. And so we want to talk about this idea of vision. What is vision? How do we cast a vision? Why is it important? So that we can kind of set ourselves up for um, maybe a good start to the new year. So Thomas, first of all, how would you explain vision and also touch upon why it's important? I, I would define vision as the boundary which directs the path to a destination. (laughs) Well said. (laughs) I thought about it. I had to think about it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's great. (laughs) Yeah. So we all have destinations. We have things we like. We have things and places we want to get to, things we want to acquire in life, whether it's a skill. We are all going somewhere. Consciously or unconsciously, there is a destination we are all heading to. Um, Physically, spiritually, we are headed somewhere. So we have a destination ahead of us. Now, the boundary, the thing that bounds us to this destination, together with the destination, combine to form what I call a vision, what we call a vision. So, for example, in the um, in Proverbs chapter 28, 29, verse 18, the Bible says where the popular scripture we says, where there is no vision. Other versions say where there is no revelation, the people perish or, or the people cast off restraint. So what I get from this verse is that vision is the thing that bounds us. Mm. It's the thing that constrains us. It forms a boundary for us to get to a preferred destination, let's say. So when, when you take away vision, then there is no path. There is no boundary. And so the scripture says the people cast off restraints. Nothing restrains us. So when there is no vision, time isn't maximized. For example, I can do everything, but to nowhere. 
But when vision comes in, it restrains me so that I'm able to use my time for a reason. So vision substantiates effort or mm. the things that we commit ourselves to. Vision is what adds or brings a su- substance out of our doings. We can do a lot of things, but with vision, and I'll add a second layer, which is that vision adds meaning to our work. Mm. That's really well said. And the word that I keep thinking is the word idleness. <laughs> because people are always busy, you know, there's always something to do. Time is going and you can do any number of things in a given day. But if you're doing things without any meaning behind them or without any destination in mind as to why you're doing it, then you're being idle. Right. You're wasting time. (laughs) You can be busy, but not productive, not purposeful. And so I think vision, yeah, I I really like the way that you describe that. It creates those boundaries so that what you do is directed toward a particular end. Mm. Right. I like that word you used, purpose. Vision is what gives birth or defines purpose. Two people, there's an old story of two people building and a man walked past these two builders or masons and then he asked one of them, what are you doing? And one said, the first one said, I'm laying bricks. He walked up to the second one, asked the same question, what are you doing? And the second man said, I'm building a church. Now, at that point, they're doing the same thing. They're both laying bricks, but the other one, the first one said, um, I'm, I'm laying bricks. So there is no end to that, what he's doing. In, in other words, he, he's laying bricks, but he doesn't know where he's laying the bricks to. But the second man said, I'm building a church for God. So instantly, you don't see the church. You only see a man laying bricks, but you can already imagine what, where he's going to end and what is going to become of the brick lane. Mm. And that's exactly how, what vision is. It gives purpose so that in Habakkuk chapter two, God directed Habakkuk to write the vision and make it plain so that whoever reads the vision would be able to run with it. Now, when you encounter a person of vision and when they tell you what they are doing, it quickly inspires you. Vision gives understanding so that if I tell you my vision, it should be able to stir up something in you so that if you have a gift or if you have um, any way of supporting it, instantly you know where you fit. Oh, this is what you're doing. I can do this. So vision inspires industriousness or confidence in people to also step out. So vision, when, when you hear a proper vision, I should say, it immediately inspires you to also start reflecting and start taking action. So vision must inspire action. That's all, all I'm trying to say. So vision restrains us. It, it, it creates a path for us to get to our destination. It inspires action. It gives purpose. It gives meaning to activity so that we don't dissipate. That's the thing. That's what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. When there's no vision, there's a lot of dissipation. Mm. And we are not accountable for the resources that we've been given in life. We're not accountable for the life that we have. We're not accountable for the time that we have. 
We are not accountable for any results whatsoever. So we dissipate. We, we can spend hours doing something and not knowing why we're doing it and where we are taking it. So everything just goes away. But as Christians, I think that's not what God has willed for us. See, Jesus never dissipated. Even while he was walking, in the story of the woman who had um, the, the woman of the issue of blood, as we popularly say, she touched Jesus. And Jesus immediately could know that no, someone has touched, power has left me, he said. Something has gone out of me. So he, he accounted for that power. And when we become people of vision, we are acutely aware of what is going on around us, where we are going, and anything that crosses our path, we account for it. So Jesus could realize, no, something has left me. I need to know who took this power out of me. I need to account for it. So if I, should, if I would bring that practically down, the example, the example I can give is, if I sit with a per, another person and talk, let's say they like gossiping a lot, immediately I, I should feel in my bed now. When you come close to me and we talk, you leave me with a lot of gossip. And I don't, I don't want that power to leave me. But maybe I can sit with another person for even less than the time that I sit with the, the other guy who gossips. And he inspires so much confidence in me to become a better Christian. Now, I should be, if I am a person of vision and I know where I'm going, I should be able to tell from these two friends which one I should spend more time with and which one I should not spend more time with. And we can take that same analogy to everything, to the use of my phone. If I spend two hours on my phone, what person do I become? So lastly, because we don't have much time, <laughs> and you said a lot of great things there, but I do want to go back to a scripture that you referenced, and maybe you can just kind of paraphrase it again, but it was about writing the vision. I just want to leave whoever's listening with one or two practical ways that we can uh, run with a vision or cast a vision or just basically make it practical for, for us. How do we go about following a vision? First of all, you write it now. <laughs> that's what that's that's the direction God gave to Habakkuk. Um, in Habakkuk chapter two, verse from verse two, the Bible says, "Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come." It will not tarry. So quickly, two things from here. Write it down so that it will inspire people. So whoever reads your vision can understand. And then secondly, wait for it. Perseverance. Mm. We're going to go into a new year. We're going to come out with a lot of resolutions. I'm going to do this. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to take up this course. I'm going to lose weight. After three months, what happens? So wait for it, which means work at it. It's going to tarry. It's going to look like you're not making progress. It's going to, at some point, you're going to feel like the, you're not losing the weight you want to lose. At some point, it's going to feel like you're not really catching up on your Bible reading plan, but keep at it. Go, wait for it. By the end of the year, you can look back and say, I did it. Mm -hmm. So it might tarry, but it doesn't mean that it would not happen. So when God gives you a vision, wait for it. Trust in the word of God. 
and work at it. Write it down, wait for it, have the patience and the endurance to wait for it and keep working at it. That's really excellent. And I think that's a great place to end. I hope that encourages you. It definitely encourages me. And um, yeah, let's live our lives with purpose, on purpose, full of vision, persevering, and full of faith. Thank you for tuning into The Glory Field. The Glory Field is a listener-sponsored broadcast. If you enjoy this broadcast and would like to contribute to its continuance, please go to thegloryfield.org to make a donation. Again, that's thegloryfield.org. Thanks for partnering with us.